Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Do you use Facebook, Twitter, or other social media? More than 800 million people use Facebook. 175 million people use Twitter. Once you learn how to use one engine of social media, there's always another one on the horizon. There's also a phenomenon some doctors are calling Facebook depression, which is becoming increasingly common, especially in young people. People unconsciously compare themselves to others on Facebook and feel worse about their lives. What can you do to prevent yourself or someone you love from getting disappointed or depressed? There are three solutions. First, be selective. Second, be interactive. Third, and finally, be active. First, be selective. Be selective in who you share your life with and how much of it you share. Don't say yes to being friends with everyone on Facebook. I know it's a revolutionary idea, but think before you call someone your friend. Ask yourself if the person really knows how to be a friend. For instance, I know a lot of people who are friends with people on FB who were rotten to them in high school. They say things like, Man, I hate so-and-so. Remember how mean she was? Now, either these people don't know the meaning of the word friend, or they don't understand the word hate. One thing is for sure, if someone is not nice to you, that person should not be your friend on Facebook. Before you request someone to be a friend, ask yourself, how does this person behave? I have standards in my friends. I try to avoid being around people who gossip a lot, are overly negative, or say something bad behind someone's back, and then act super nice to the person when he or she is around. These same boundaries, which make me comfortable, also apply to life online. If you have bipolar or depression, it's important to have a safe space to cry, vent, and rejoice. You don't want someone gossiping about your mood swings or taking innocent comments out of context. As a brief side note, another common problem I have addressed in two Flip Switch podcasts is cyberbullying. To handle this, please listen to those podcasts on the Flip Switch site. Three Ways to Handle Cyberbullying and Bullied for Bipolar, But This 16-Year-Old is Nobody's Victim. Don't just be selective in who you call a friend. Be selective in what you share. Some moments in life are intimate, and they should stay that way. Not every single picture you take should be uploaded on the world wide web. Not every event in your life has to be tweeted either. For example, it is not necessary to post intimate details of your schedule on Facebook. Don't write on the wall of the girl you're seeing. Date night at 7 p.m. Can't wait. This is the fastest way not to get a second date. Second, be interactive in your relationships. When you're having a bad day, it's easy to feel down about your life. You got a rejection letter from that college, 
or you didn't get the promotion after all, or you just woke up feeling depressed. Going on Facebook without perspective can make things worse. Don't compare yourself to others, like saying, I have 150 friends, but he has 700. Most people who compare themselves don't even realize they're doing it. 90% of FB users only post the high points of their life on Facebook. Wedding pictures are everywhere, but no one is ever going to post up pictures saying, look, here's me and my ex when we broke up, or here's me after I got laid off. The truth is, we never see pictures of people after they bombed the interview or failed the big test, but these are all part of the human experience. You probably won't see pictures of your old classmate in chemotherapy or dialysis. People don't like to broadcast the lowest points of their lives. When you're feeling sad, don't wander around clicking on people's pictures thinking, gee, they have it all together. Woe is me. Instead of getting lost in cyberspace, get real human interaction. See a true friend, invite a friend over, or just talk on the phone if seeing each other is not a possibility. Whatever your trial is, I know this. Lying in bed with a vat of Ben and Jerry's and perusing through hundreds of Facebook pictures will not make you feel better. Third and finally, be active. Don't forget to actually leave the house and don't forget to exercise regularly. If you don't have a job, do volunteer work. But for the love of God, don't do FB eight hours a day. You're losing brain cells and probably gaining weight. You can't make the world a better place if you're staying in place. Actually seeing the sun and breathing fresh air are good for your sanity, anyone's sanity. And remember to exercise. As we've discussed in many Flip Switch shows, exercise is vital in regulating moods and fighting off depression. Spending all your time on your laptop is just as bad as spending all your time watching TV. To conclude, while social media is an inescapable part of life, there are, thankfully, three ways to prevent Facebook depression. First, be selective. Second, be interactive. Third, and finally, be active. If you sense that a friend of yours has FB depression, share this podcast, post it on your wall, or tweet about it. If you sense a friend is suicidal, you can flag the comment to notify Facebook who will try to help the person. In the U.S., you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Remember, you can always hear other Flip Switch podcasts and read my blogs at www.thebalancedmind.org forward slash flipswitch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Follow me on Twitter. 
My handle is at FlipSwitchTeens. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.